Hi, welcome to this episode of With Timmy. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining me. I told you today we're going to be having a guest, and she's here. Hi, everyone. My name is Angela Oluwa Okwade, but everybody calls me Angela. I'm 23 years old. I feel like it's important for me to say that because I always forget. But I'm 23 <laughs> and currently I am a marketing and communications associate for a tech company in Africa. And I get to share the stories of our continent to the global audience. I love the Lord. I love God. I love God's people, um, which is how I know Timmy from being in the same youth fellowship while we're in university. Um, I also love sports. I'm a big fan of Chelsea Football Club. I like culture. I like reading. Yeah, I think that's like a brief summary. I don't have any fun fact about myself. Sorry, but that's me in a nutshell. Thank you. That was so enlightening and brief. (laughs) It's very, very well. Thank you. Yeah, sure. All right, so today's episode, we're going to be reading John chapter 1, and I get to start. Yay! (laughs) In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave him life. Sorry, the word gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with the physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but the birth that comes from God. So the world became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the father's one and only son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds. This is the one I was talking about when I said, someone is coming after me. Who is far greater than I am? For he existed long before me. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is God himself, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. This, this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, who are you? He came right out and said, I am not the Messiah. Well then, who are you? They asked. Are you Elijah? No, he replied. Are you the prophet we are expecting? No. Then who are you? We need an answer for those who sent us. Why do you have to, what do you have to say about yourself? John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness. Clear the way for the Lord's coming. Then the Pharisees who had been sent asked him, if you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet, what rights do you have to baptize? 
<laughs> was that intense? That was a long read. That was like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was how many verses? About um twenty-three. Yeah, no, so about- that was like how how the chapter already. Yes. It's pretty dope, man. Yeah, when you were reading your part, I wanted to shout. I was like, should I? Should I not? I was going to shout, hallelujah. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? Before before we started this and I read the scripture, I was like, gosh, is this is this real? This is so intense and so beautiful. Like, I could cry. It was just, I don't know, it was just beautiful all over again. Yeah. That's the book of John. I really like, mm-hmm. I, I decided to start with the book of John because of, the way John started it, I feel it's so excellent, so beautiful, so apt, and nothing else can take the place. John told them, I baptize with water, but right here in the crowd is someone you did not you do not recognize. Though his ministry follows mine, I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandal. This encounter took place in Bethany an area east of the Jordan River where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, A man is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but I have been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testified that he is the chosen one of God. Hallelujah. (laughs) The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying. And they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these people, men, who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then, and, then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida. Andrew and Peter's were hometown. Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathaniel. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, Now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me? Nathaniel asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Wow. Then Nathaniel exclaimed, 
Rabbi, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. Jesus asked him, Do you believe this just because I told you I had seen him under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will, you will all see heaven open and the angels of God coming up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. And that brings us to the end of John chapter 1. We read the New Living Translation. Yay! And how do you think about this chapter of the Bible? I already said mine earlier. Okay, you said... <laughs> Yeah, this is a a very full chapter, and I mean, I I enjoy reading great writing. So, reading this in English, you know, I can imagine like reading reading this in English, and I can feel this intensity. I can imagine reading it in the original language. How much more intense it will be, because just um the word play that you know. John, both John the disciple and um, John the apostle who wrote this book and John the Baptist took in writing and answering questions. Like everything was very symbolic. They weren't just speaking. It was it was very well thought out, very strategic, very well laid out. Like John the apostle who wrote this book had a very clear purpose. He was trying to prove conclusively that Jesus is the son of God. Yeah. So his own approach but the epistle was, you know, very different, a whole different flavor from the other three. The the things he wrote in the book, the, I think there are up to six um, accounts in, in the book of John that you don't find anywhere else. Because for him, he wasn't focusing on just the things that Jesus did. He didn't even call Jesus' miracles miracles. He thought of them as signs, you know, just pointing that this is the Son of God. And the way he just laid everything out, understanding um, his audience, like knowing that, okay, people who read this literature or this letter are both Jews and Greeks, so I have to use language that they understand. I don't know, it just really blows my mind, I think, just the deliberateness about um, the book and, yeah, the opening chapter. Like, this is, if, if this were a novel or a movie, this is one way to get everybody's attention. Like, yeah, like... Very, very dramatic opening. Yes, and that's why I like the book of John. Like, because of the first chapter, I'm always able to continue reading it. When I'm getting bored, I don't remember in the beginning was the word. I'm like, oh gosh, Timmy, you have to continue reading this book. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that the word that was used there for the word word is logos, like the Greek word for word. So what 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 the Jewish people understood word to mean and what the Greek understood word to mean? John John knew it and he he was very deliberate in saying, see, this person, you know, in the beginning was the word. I'm sure the Jewish people at that point when they heard in the beginning was the word, okay, they nodded, it's true. In the beginning was the word. The Greek people to nodded in the beginning was the word. The word was the God. Jewish people nodded, yes, of course, the word was the God. Greek people too might have nodded, eh, it was with God. And the word but was God. Oh no, stop it. <laughs> from, there, from there, you would have started losing people like, ah, okay, bros, that's, that's, that's becoming funny. And then verse two, he's now putting a pronoun to the word. The word is supposed to be like a concept. Him is now saying the word, he existed. So making it seem like a person. But even at that point, he might still not have lost them. 
until verse 14, where he said, the word became flesh. The word became human and made his home among mm-hmm. us. And my, my hard copy Bible has um, some commentary at the bottom. And I'll just like to read it. It says okay. that in Greek, in Greek philosophy, the word was the principle of reason that governed the world or the thought still in the mind. While in Hebrew thought, the word was another expression for God. Because um, if you see Psalm 33, verse 6, for instance, they say um, in the Psalm, it says stuff like he breathed his word and the stars were formed. So the, the Jewish people understood that, okay, the word is an element of creation. It's something that God upholds. Yeah. But here, John's description shows clearly that he's speaking of Jesus, a human being he knew and loved, but at the same time, the creator of the universe, the ultimate revelation of God the living picture of God's holiness, the one who holds all creation together. To Jewish readers, to say this man, Jesus, was God, was blasphemous. To Greek readers, the word became human, was unthinkable. To John, this new understanding of the word was the good news of Jesus Christ. And I'm just like, that is very, very correct. You know, for their own audience, whatever the word meant to them, we don't we don't really care at this point because for us it became the good news that you know this word has become flesh and once you believe in him and you accept him you have the right to become a child of god whatever whatever interpretation like anyone else take for me that just supersedes all the fact that you know god was able to both create the word and send the word and me accepting him means i can become a child of god any, yeah. any, if you're Greek or you're Jewish, anything the word means to you, congratulations to you. To me, it means adoption. It means becoming a child of God. And I will not trade that for any definition in the world. Oh, thank you, Angela. <laughs> I don't think I have anything to say. You've done complete justice to it. But before we go today, tell us what's mm-hmm. on your mind. What's something you've been thinking about recently? Recently, and mm-hmm. you like to share with us. Ah, and I would like to share. Um, yeah, something that has been predominant on my mind, um, and it's something I've been studying about with uh, a couple of people as well, is it was just really understanding this time. Like, I feel, you know, there have been a lot of theories, both conspiracy theories. And, like, there's just a lot of conversation going on. And, yeah. you know, before, I, before like, when, when, you know, we got into this season of, covid and everything i just to push everything aside like please i don't have time for chatter but i'm looking like okay i don't have time for chatter and already we're at the end of the month um the seventh month the seventh month of the year like this year is not waiting for me to understand it is just passing by As in, so, <laughs> yeah so I, I think i think that is what has been on my mind the most you know just understanding these times um yeah, just okay. seeking out God's voice above all the chatter because there's so much going on. Everybody just, everybody has a reason. Everybody's just finding something to say. Yeah, everybody has just an idea. Exactly. So I, I think that's, that's what has been on my mind the most. Just what is God saying in all of this? Not just doing, because I, I think I, I know to an extent what God is doing, but I also want to know what he's saying. Because I mean, just the study of the word of God. I, I, I know that God upholds um, his word above his name and yeah so i always want to know what he's saying because you know, that's what i can take back to him like oh you said this and you said that so 
How far? Oh, I really like that. That's what you can take back to him. I'm going yeah. to order. So we should always look out for what God is saying, really, not really about what God is doing. Like God is always doing, and at the same time, He's all speaking. But most more often than not, we're not listening to Him. We're just like God is silent, and of which is not. He wants to speak to us more than we even want to hear from Him. So thank you for that. You should hold on to what God is saying. Listen to what God is saying, because we can always take it back to Him. All right, so thank you for joining me. Thank you guys thank for tuning in. Yes, on my very first episode of with Timmy. Don't worry, it's been better and better and better. I'm so excited. Yeah. You can reach out to me on um, Instagram at Timmyle. Okay, T underscore M I L E. Yes. For now, I think I want to reach me on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. I'm open to get myself there somehow, somehow, but till yeah. then. <laughs> Angela, was your Angel, so people can connect with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I am shy, but my handle is at Angela Okwade. No space, no underscore, nothing. Just my name. Oga, Angela. original. The one and only. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> Angela Okwade listening. You're also the one and only. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. I'm the I'm the one and only Trisha. Sorry. All right. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. Share with yeah. your friends. Share with everybody. I hope it was enlightening. I hope you learned one or two things. See you next week. Bye. Bye.